we got a special guest on the Musicians Mobile Show. Bennett Roth Newell is here with us. And we're lucky to have him. He's one of the best jazz R&B piano players on the scene in the Bay Area. On top of that, he's an MC who can rap and freestyle while playing the piano at the same time. You may have seen him electrifying stages at the San Jose Jazz Fest, Yoshi's, Shoreline Amphitheater, or possibly performing with Gray Smith, The Alliance, or Amy Davalos. He's also a multifaceted artist, arranger, composer, and the creative arts director and a teacher at the Rikers Center for Human Enhancement in Menlo Park, California. Andrew Gilbert of the San Jose Mercury News has this to say about Bennett. With his love of jazz and deep engagement with contemporary R&B, one of the South Bay's most exciting young players. Welcome to the Musicians Mobile Show, Bennett. How you doing? Oh man, I'm feeling great. Thank you for having me on it, Nate. How did you get started playing, man? You know, just really early on as a kid, um, I was uh, at a after-school program uh, when I was like five years old, from like five years old to seven years old. Um, my parents enrolled me in something that kind of just musically uh, explorational for for the youth to do. So, like in those in those um, two three years that I was part of this program. I got to learn about playing piano as well as learning how to sing and play percussion instruments and play different woodwinds instruments and wow. uh, make music collaboratively, uh, individual instruction. So uh, a lot of that ended up being sort of the, the initial foundation for me. And I ultimately chose to just pursue piano after I'd had that experience of getting a lot of different musical uh, exposure. So mm. uh, piano was it for me when, uh, when I turned eight years old and uh -huh. I started taking lessons right then and there. I had the same teacher from the point of uh, when I started uh, at eight to wow. 18 when I went off to college. 10 years, same yeah. in person, nice. Yeah, yeah. Who, who was your teacher? My teacher was this woman named Janet Summers, um, and she's uh, from uh, like the Berkeley, Oakland area. Okay. And she was, you know, a, a you know, a, a huge influence and, you know, educational, you know, mentor for me uh, because she kind of saw, and, and, and I guess also she saw and detected really well um, mm -hmm. kind of how I wanted to go about making music and how I wanted yeah. to be creative. So, you know, we started lessons with, you know, technique and exercises and classical pieces and etudes and, you know, maybe about like a year and a half to two years into the time of studying with her, I think she detected or mm. could, could tell that uh, I was, you know, maybe uh, desiring something beyond what we would already do. And um, and so she was introducing me to different jazz pieces and, and encouraging mm -hmm. me to listen to certain uh, jazz artists and listen to other musicians of that style. I totally fell in love with it. I was I was just very hooked. And, right. uh, you know, by by about like 10 years old and on, I was playing, you know, kind of nonstop everything I could get my hands on from Thelonious Monk to Miles wow. Davis to Dave Brubeck, Bill Evans. 
Koi Tyner. And, you know, she was really kind of feeding that uh, desire I had to really pursue this music. And so, you know, she kind of helped me, you know, she helped me, I think, find my voice on the instrument mm. when it came to, you know, being a, you know, jazz pianist, how to improvise and take solos and tastefully accompany other musicians in an ensemble setting, uh, how wow. to play solo piano, um, you know, how to learn things by ear and transcribe. She um, made me a better, you know, sight reader of music. So um, that's, that, that was all, you know, integral to what I did early on as a, as a, um, as a youth playing. What was it about jazz that really captured your young imagination? You know, I think it was the ability to then, uh, you know, first kind of establish something that was, you know, written out, mm -hmm. uh, but then to essentially reinterpret and mm. have a uh, have an experience that was, you know, kind of totally unique to right. each individual. I think it was the idea of like, yeah, uh, improv, improv, and and um, you know, and finding finding you know vocabulary and how to play like solos and things like that. I think became really fascinating. Uh, because there was there was something I think that I could you know totally explore of my own accord, uh, right? And, and uh, I didn't just have to I didn't just have to you know read what was on the page. Um, mm. it, was, it was a balance of being able to know how to read notation and understand understand harmony and chords. Wow. Um, no scales, have good technique to play, you know, play scales and play exercises. And I think the thing I liked about it mostly, especially when I got a little bit older, like getting into things as like a teenager, I'd go to music camps in the summer, like Stanford Jazz Workshop and uh, oh. University of Pacific Jazz Camp. And I got to do this with other people, other kids my age. Mm -hmm. I got to watch and be mentored by musicians who were already, you know, well-established in, in right. jazz and doing it, you know, full time and, and, mm -hmm. um, and musician was their life, was their livelihood. And I think that was the other part of it for me is that I got to see how much it was like a communal right. uh, event, you know, as much as it was something that I could just uh, do for my own self. Sounds like you really like to, to collaborate within a community. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What was uh, maybe one of your earliest breakthroughs um, in music? Something you learned or something that's like the light bulb went off. It's like, whoa, this is, this, this is cool. This is amazing. Something really early was, I think, right around the time I was like maybe like 11, 12 years old, um, somewhere kind of in the like middle school years. I was at a, I was at a family music camp called Casadero Music Camp uh, okay. up north in Northern California. And I was... I was I was there to you know you, you, this camp was kind of designed for like the whole family and then you know kind of little things within the family like this was this would be something cool for dad and something cool for mom and something cool oh, okay. for the kids to do um, and so you know I got and you call, kind of all got to pick what you wanted to do and I wanted to pick you know um, this uh, I wanted to pick like the, this jazz related um, right. sort of jazz band activity or jazz band class and. Um, in that, I ended up meeting uh, this man, Geechee Taylor, who's a fabulous trumpet player in the East Bay in California. 
Um, but he was he was fresh out of uh, the New England Conservatory of Music. He just graduated and he was working at the camp as an educator and he was leading some of these jazz activities. And the first experience I had of like playing with people was with him. He and I played uh, a duet of Miles Davis's Freddie Freeloader at the camp's open mic. Oh, and wow. it was an experience like that that showed me like um, and he showed me it kind of too and just how we approached it that you can have a blast doing this. You can have a lot of fun. You can basically, you know, this is basically like us. This is like us hanging out. This is like us, you know, having a conversation, but we're doing it with our instruments and, you know, and we're like, you know, kind of really wrapped up in it, but at the same time having, you know, having a joy and sharing joy with each other doing, doing so. Um, So I remember that moment really clearly um, being the thing that like, it really, uh, I don't know, it, it really, you know, just, just filled me up with a lot of positivity mm. and, and I got to come back to this joy. It gave me joy, joy. to do it. Um, so that, that I remember early on was something that like really lit the spark for me. How much time were you practicing a day back then? Early on, I could, I can remember, um, you know, kind of having focus for, 20, 25 minutes at a time from like age eight to nine or 10. Okay. But I, I especially remember like when, um, when I would get, when I get new pieces of music, especially new jazz songs or new material to study. Like if there was something that I was encouraged to transcribe or if there was something I was encouraged to listen to, you know, kind of, and, and try to emulate or, or apply into my practice. I recall times where, you know, I lost track of how long I was going on the piano. And, um, you know, I think, I think my parents could probably attest that there were moments that I was, you know, playing anywhere from, you know, 30 minutes at a time to 90 minutes at a time or something. And, and I think it, it, it just came with how much I was driven to improve or just how excited I was to, 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 to like get into the learning experience and, you know, really try to go from the, the like the, the early moments of like trying to learn it and sight read something or just, or have to play something really slow um, or play some with a metronome to then being able to kind of really run with it and be free about my playing. You know, it sounds like you've had some very joyful moments on stage. Uh, however, you know, there's always times when, we we bomb it on stage or maybe early in the career like you know i know comedians that they've had to bomb a few times before they became comedic geniuses was there ever a time when you bombed it on stage and how did you pick yourself back up well i mean you know i can i can look back and say you know not every gig has been a smash <laughs> you know right. um and um you know i, I well I can, I can think about times, maybe, maybe not so much as like a bomb, but I feel like I, I describe it as being just ill-prepared or not okay. as prepared as I, as I really could have made myself. Mm-hmm. Um, there were experiences like that in, in like high school jazz band. Yeah. Um, you know, there were experiences like that. Here's what's more interesting and, and maybe what made a bigger impact on me as I grew as a musician. Sure. I remember bombing more in like jazz improvisation college classes. Mm. Like, so, so I'm like, okay. I'm just there amongst my peers and with the professor. Right. And it's like, so, you know, no more than like maybe 15 people in a room. Right. And I mean, 
you know, we're on the stage, you know, we're, we're, we're inside, you know, the, the, the music, the music building stage, right. But there's no audience or whatever, but I can recall the times when just, you know, either I didn't know the material as well as I could have, or I was playing and it just sounded like it was uh, all, all just like, you know, disjointed and, uh, and, and not really had a, had a clear direction. And I remember those times and it's just more, it was more of a feeling of like, um, you know, letting myself down and maybe putting disappointment in, you know, the, the professors or that, that led those courses. How'd you bounce Um, back? You know, I, I, you know, I used it as motivation to Mm. not allow myself to, you know, experience that or just do, do my best I could just to never get to that, you know, level of letdown again. Mm. Um, So, I mean, I I remember, I really remember distinctly those feelings of how it felt afterwards. Like I felt frustrated. I felt, um, uh, I felt kind of angry, kind of just, uh, you know, heated at it. Um, And there were even times in those classes like that where I felt like I played well or I was, or I was fulfilling my responsibilities as a musician in that class well and the professors still mm-hmm. um you know tell me that i was uh, i wasn't you know cutting it essentially and that yeah. would even start to you know fuel me even more so it was like i didn't feel like i bombed maybe but I, but i was bombing to them you know maybe gotcha. unknowingly <laughs> so uh but i wanted to take those experiences and just be uh you know just be certain that i wouldn't find myself in that same situation at any other point, hopefully. Transitioning from there, take me to like a uh, peak experience you had on stage. There's, there's been a lot of them I could say uh, that I feel proud of, you know, and I credit it a lot to, I think like the people who I was making the music with and who I was sharing those right. experiences with. Cause it was, a, cause it was collective bursts of energy. Um, right. I can definitely say, you know, like performances I've done at um, San Jose jazz summer festivals, have been like really remarkable, I think, and just just really uh, just high energy and um, feeling of high accomplishment. Um, like I can recall performances I've done at the at those festivals with um, Mason Rizavi, who's a jazz guitarist in San Jose, um, Amy DeBalos, jazz vocalist in San Jose, um, the Bad Ones. Um, yeah. There's a group, a group I've recorded and played with. Um, we did a, a stage there, um, the Ill Lions. Um, just all of those different performances at the festival have felt really rewarding. Um, same going for playing playing a you know, few different shows at Yoshi's with um, uh, this R&B soul vocalist named Tracy Cruz or uh, a hip-hop artist named Jonah Melvon. Um, oh, yeah. Playing those shows with those folks have been really really awesome, you know, especially when um, an intimate room like that is totally full and the people are there, you know, strictly to be, you know, musically uh, entertained. And, you know, the whole whole focus is there, right? There's no kind of other, Mm. the music is not an appetizer to it. It's the the full course there. Um, But yeah, I think back to times like that, that have just been really rewarding. And I, you know, I come back to this again, it was, it were those moments that became like truly, uh, some of the most joyful. It might be hard for new students to imagine like what you're experiencing or going through when you're, you're blazing this amazing solo across, across the piano and you're improvising all these notes uh, in the moment that you're just creating 
spontaneously. What what's going on in your mind or your body there? What are you, what are you experiencing in those moments? I think I'm experiencing a a certain like zest or a certain like euphoria of freedom. Euphoria, because um, I yeah, I think it, euphoria might be the, the really most apt way to put it. Um, you know, I, I, I kind of I, I I think about this and and like the the question also makes me think of like I got asked in another uh, in another podcast not too long ago about like um, stage fright or things like that um, or or being like nervous to perform and I think I kind of put this like euphoria kind of both to the answer of of what you're asking Nate and also what I was asked about stage fright I think it's like I get this, um, I get this feeling of excitement and, you know, just feeling totally, you know, uh, uh, wound up and juiced to be doing it. Um, right. So I don't, so I don't really feel like I'm nervous or, um, uh, like, uh, anxious about the moment or I'm, I'm like, you know, uh, not, you know, not, not feeling, uh, right about the moment. So, I think the feeling of that euphoria and just to get to like open up and create and um, be expressive. I think that's, what's, that's, what's running through my head. That's probably what's run, running through my head more than, you know, what I'm, am I, am I going to hit the third on this E seven chord or, yeah, <laughs> or exactly. uh, right. Or am I going to play the, you know, the arpeggio of the F minor <laughs> Right, right. So you're not thinking, you're transcended, it sounds like thinking about scales, and you know, you've practiced them probably so much that you're now in a state of freedom. Is is that? Yeah, I'm I'm true. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to have dialogue, I guess. I'm trying to have dialogue Mm -hmm. with the other musicians I'm on stage with. Um, I'm trying to, uh, you know, hopefully connect and and musically speak to an uh, an audience. you know, I'm trying to trying to be, you know, inspirational. I'm trying to, I think, you know, um, you know, satisfy my creative urges at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. But it all it all feels very um, at that point to me. I think it all it all feels like it's you know going to be a kind of a greater musical purpose. It's something bigger than just inside myself. I feel like it's it's something that can be shared across, you know, all people involved in that given moment. It's incredible, man. I've seen you perform numerous shows, whether they be at Cafe Stritch. And <laughs> I, I was blown away, man, when I saw you taking these monstrous solos, jazz solos, um, getting funky, doing R&B, mixing genres. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you take the mic and you start freestyling. And <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen someone do jazz piano, R&B piano, and then freestyle at the same time. It blew my mind. Um, so I wanted to see, you know, we're trying to emphasize to our, our music community what improv really is. And I, I was mm-hmm. going to see if, if you'd be down to take on this little challenge right here in the moment. <laughs> sure. Uh, where we do, we have you do like original four chord or, I don't know, two to four measure kind of vamp. Okay. Could be jazzy or R&B-ish, your own thing doesn't need to be too fancy, but then we're going to have, have you rap over it. Uh, and just so we know that it's a freestyle, I'll start putting out some word prompts. Okay. For you. And you know, we know you're from the Bay. 
<laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take and I'm yep. from the bank. We're gonna take people on it. There you go. <laughs> we're gonna take them on a tour of the Silicon Valley, and uh, okay. we're, gonna, we're gonna dive into a real a Bay and tech centric tour of the Silicon Valley. Do something kind of different that maybe has never been done before. All right. Uh, yeah. So let, let's uh, let's just start with the little little vamp. We're gonna bring them through three different levels here of this challenge. Level one is going to be one and two syllable rhymes. Level two, we're going to get into three and four syllable stuff, kind of like an Eminem, you know. And then level three will be five plus syllable rhymes. Oh, man. So let, let, we're just going to have fun with it. And so I'll give you a word prompt in just a minute. I'll let you get into the kind of groove. Pixar. Ah, Pixar. Pixar. I try to get far with my career, even though I am not a star. I'm in the sky and I'm shining. You might see me in the Bay Area grinding like the clips, but I don't go for the tip. I go for the tip top when I flip hop. I'm kind of like Rick Rock when I flip Drop these box. things in this hip hop. What was that? Drop box. <laughs> When I drop box like rock off, I can go classically inclined. Cause my career gonna be on the incline, not the decline, not the downfall. Cause I always go with the round ball. Hit me one more time. Sourdough. <laughs> Sourdough, but I ain't got the sour flow. I got the sweet flow that you want to always admire. They is they call me sire. The last thing I'd ever consider is retire. I'm running like tires, good year. 2021, about to be a good year. Crypto. <laughs> if you got the currency, make it crypto. But now I'm gonna get on my elliptical and try to get my fit on. Cause that's what I gotta do. I'ma sit on my throne when I'm in my zone. I can't ever, ever leave it alone. Like your ringtone from an old phone. NASA. Master, I could go Stevie on it and go Master Blaster. We getting funky, yeah, something smelling real skunky. Cause I keep it funky like some gym socks. You know, I always do it for hip hop and jazz and R&B. You hear this, this is harmony. LinkedIn. <laughs> Yo, didn't need to get a job on LinkedIn. I just had good education from Aaron LinkedIn. That's the San Jose State Jazz Coordinator. Cause I'm on the microphone, I'm a penetrator like Dwayne Wade or LeBron in the key. And in this key, I'm in D minor. Nothing is finer than piano and rap. And that's a fact. You know that's a fact. Netflix. All right, we're taking it to level two. This is three to four syllable raps. Queen's Gambit. <laughs> the Queen's Gambit. I don't fear anything except reading a whole book of Hamlet if I need it for a book report. Cause right here I'm holding court like the Queen or the King or the Jack or the Ace. I've got a trick up my sleeve. You can see it on my face. I've got that whole kind of grin. Cause I don't want to commit the sin of hitting the wrong note. But you know, I got the best stroke like a jump shooter from the Bay. That's right, Curry 
or clay. Venture cap. <laughs> In the nonprofit world, I'm dealt with a lot of venture cap, but you know, I go on different adventures like Spain, in fact. We used to take the Rikestra, that's the Rikest Center's band. We take them all the way to Spain, Barcelona, Seaches to be exact. That's a little biographical, <laughs> but it's very factual. James Franco. <laughs> Word to James Franco, Palo Alto graduate. I think he's from the Bay Area. Go ahead and check your Wikipedia for something. That's it. That's what I got to tell you. James Franco, I take it to the bank like a bankroll. And I keep it real high, like the payroll. <laughs> Raj Mathai. <laughs> oh my God, Raj Mathai. Don't make me have to go out here and touch the sky. Raj Mathai out here giving you sports reports on NBC. I wish it was on MTV where they still could show some videos. Now all they do is show weird videos of people missing free throws. Filoli <laughs> <laughs> Gardens. <laughs> oh man, Filoli Gardens. I was actually just at Filoli Gardens doing a charity event at Filoli eating rigatoni. Yo, Roy Garlic. <laughs> There's nothing like the garlic that you get out of Gilroy. Like I said before, it fills you with joy. No. <laughs> Even if it's a little spicy, we're gonna have to do it all nicely. Well, one, uh, all right, level, level three. This is five plus syllables. Oh man. 99 Ranch Market. <laughs> 99 Ranch Market. But for me, I probably need to shop at Target so I oh. could afford it. Because <laughs> I just want to be sure I'm sorting all out my change. 99 Ranch Market might feel strange territory that I don't usually explore. I usually need to be at the 99 cent store. <laughs> all three levels. <laughs> Right on, man. This has been uh, this has been a great interview. I know you got to get rolling. You got more more podcasts, more interviews, more music to go. Thanks so much, Bennett. What uh, where can we point people? What do you want to promote? How can uh, the folks get to know more about you and your music? Sure, sure. Um, you can go to bennettrothnewell dot com. www dot dot com. That's b e n n e t t. R-O-T-H-N-E-W-E-L-L.com. I know that's kind of a mouthful, but <laughs> BennettRothmuller.com. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Bennett Jazz Keys. Um, music is on Spotify, Apple, all the different streaming platforms, Bennett Roth. Um, you know, you can uh, find all the different, uh, you know, we'll things of collaborating with people there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll throw up some links. Yeah, no doubt. Your Instagram, it. Your, your webpage, the whole thing. YouTube, Bennett Roth. Uh, you know, hey, uh, it's all love, man. Right on, man. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for really uh, emphasizing the improvisation and such a talented force. Um, looking forward to seeing you continue to grow with music, man. And, uh, oh, man. Yeah, I appreciate appreciate. It. Thank you for having me on it, Nate. You've been a uh, you know awesome friend in this business and and in this life of music. Uh, I know you yeah, you, yeah. you and helped me along yeah, the way a bunch, man. And uh, I've always I've always enjoyed our collaborations. Uh, yeah, in we studio. We, you know, we didn't touch on that this time, but yeah, Bennett and I we uh, we've done some stuff in the studio, and I've watched this man grow from performing the. The car dealership on Capital Expressway with uh, <laughs> some fellow Bay Area artists. Yeah. 
to them retouching bass with them uh, many years later and just seeing them rip the piano stage uh, playing jazz, R&B, hip hop. So this guy is multifaceted. You guys need to check his music out for sure. Thanks, Benny. Thanks so much, Nate. We'll catch up later. Talk to you later. Yeah, we will. All right. Yep.